We're going to nail it this time. I feel it. Bum, 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 <laughs> Wait, how does our intro go? Oh, I don't know. I made it and I can't. I don't know. Welcome to the book report. With Wait, we got to no, start, start fresh. Start okay. fresh. Welcome back to the book report. There we go. That was it. We you got to say it. your name. Oh, Can with Allie. Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Rach. And we're so glad you're here. Yeah, we are. We are. We are excited to tackle this next book. You know what I'm really thankful for? What? Tonight. What's that? That you were born. Oh, well, 29 years ago. <laughs> 25. 37. I'm not ashamed to say. 37 you years be ago. I just didn't uh, want to. If you were ashamed, I didn't right. want you to be you were giving me the choice yeah yeah 37 years ago i was born it's my birthday i can't imagine this life without you yeah thank you that's super sweet thank you no i'm excited to be recording the podcast on our birthday because or on our birthday <laughs> wow cool. we're such good friends <laughs> on my birthday because it'll be like a, a moment i can always come back to and listen oh and your husband left to go play hockey yeah he's at a hockey game too so oh. No, it'll be fun. And we have a good cocktail to go along with our, our my birthday. Ooh, okay. So tonight we're drinking prickly pear margaritas. Yes. In honor of Such a Fun Age. By Kylie Reed. Yeah. And really this excited. actually doesn't have, if you follow along with us on Instagram or TikTok, we always post super cool and professional videos of us creating this cocktail. They're so profesh. Yeah. You would confuse us with professional. Bartenders. Bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you did watch that, it has it was not inspired by the book's storyline, but it was inspired by the book's cover. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really cool... I wanted to read the book because of the cover before I knew anything about the book. I love those books that you mm-hmm. just pick up because of the cover and then end up being such a great read. Yeah. yeah. Those are great ones. So anyway, it's like hot pink. I it's, This is a beautiful cocktail. Let me tell you about my day. So... I get home from work late, so it's 5.30, and we're like, let's go to the Y. We'll bring our son. He can try Y play for the first time. And for the first time ever, my sweet angel, my sweet little angel, he is has a, a full-out screaming tantrum in the at parking y, lot. At, oh, in the no, parking lot before you great. even got in. He had so much fun at Y play, he wants to live there and mm-hmm. make the Y play people his mamas <laughs> um i am no longer his mama he has new mamas and anyway it I, it felt like if someone was watching this i was stealing this child because mm-hmm. i was i mean he's screaming bloody murder he has never done this before and i had not gotten the ingredients so in the back of my mind i'm trying to be a good mother and attend to my son's needs he's obviously having a hard time having a hard time and all I can think of, well, it's second to like the screaming in my ear and how I look like I'm kidnapping this little boy, but where am I going to find prickly pears in two hours? <laughs> you could have texted me. I would have found them. I was going to find them. <laughs> I was going to make you find the ingredients to your birthday cocktail. Anyway, so I was ecstatic when they were at our little neighborhood market. I, I mean, I was going to go I'm in there so and like, you know what? I'm going to find strawberries. I'm going to find something pink to mm-hmm. make it this like vibrant color. But the recipe for the cocktail is on Instagram, but it's Contreu or I used orange Wait, liqueur. is that how you say that? I hope so. That's what I, I call it. I had no idea that's how you said that. Oh my gosh. Do not tell me if I'm wrong. Contreu? I've called it Contreu. 
I have no it's idea. It's gotta now. be control now. I think it's control. Okay, Matt. <laughs> Let's do a like how to pronounce video. We'll cut this out if we need to. Yeah, I'm never pronouncing these things right. Hang on. Let's do it live. We are looking at how to pronounce with a typical French pronunciation, Cointreau. Coin is how we would But say how would an okay, how would it Cointreau. Cointreau. In English or American to say Cointreau. Control, control, control. Where is the contrayu? I have nothing even to make an excuse for that. I'm. That's probably why they led me to the orange liqueur. She's like, she doesn't. She's not worthy of contro. 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 Now I'm. Contro. Now I'm saying it wrong. Contro. We're closer than we ever were before. So. Contro. Do you want to start over and say it correctly, or do you want me to leave in all no, of you this? No, just, just leave it in. <laughs> just leave that in. So okay. you're going to blend up some prickly pears, mm-hmm. and I put some of Ali's famed honey. Oh, the honey from the bees? Okay. Yeah, honey from your bees. And tequila. Mm-hmm. It's such a simple cocktail. It really is just so like your good. basic margarita. Because I think you could use triple sec. So instead, instead of-, of a regular simple syrup, you're just using prickly pear simple syrup? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, there's nice. no like, there's no sugar it's outside so of the honey prickly pear. And then there's just lime. Delicious. Super good. Well, yeah. Cheers, cheers to such a fun age and my birthday. Yeah. I feel like we've had a boatload of things that don't have anything to do with books so far. It's um, okay. It's yeah. okay. But let's get into such a fun age. And also, before I forget, oh. your lips look so good. Oh, Rachel bought me some wonderful birthday presents. I hope you. So when I came over tonight, I feel like I like unloaded. You know that friend that always buys you like really expensive gifts, and you're just like, "What?" That's you for me. Well, I'm <laughs> but glad I'm not I'm like. You, but like, I buy. I'm them. not like what? I'm like, ooh, Rachel Thank came you. over with a big bag of stuff. Well, I hope not, but. Because I'm not trying to, like, win your affection. I don't feel that. Okay. I feel like you know me so well. One, you know I'm not going to buy expensive mm-hmm. things. I'm so cheap. And yeah, I'll talk are. about wanting something for years. And then Rachel just, like, gets me. Yeah. It's like, you know what? You can stop. I Never well, it's, it, it feels like you know me well. Not like well, you're trying to win my affection. Everything I bought, I swear, was, like, two months apart. Oh, it's like I would be think, oh. advertise something on Instagram and I was buying one for me. And I was like, you know who would love this? Allie. And I you're do. wearing. And yes. so it's this like lip stain that has this. It turns Just, blue. What's the company? Let's, I think it's Wonder. Uh, Wonder Blade. Was it something Blade? Yeah. I don't know why they call it Blade. That sounded scary. It's called Wonder Skin. Wonder Skin. They're Wonder Blading lip color. It's like a. Fu- I love bright lipstick. Mm-hmm. This I, one's called I will wear no makeup on my face except for bright lipstick and pencil in my eyebrows because I lived through the 90s and I <laughs> plucked the very few I had out of existence. <laughs> well, you look great, sweetie. Thank Happy you. Birthday. Also got Ice Planet Barbarians. It's <laughs> <laughs> the book that Rach got me. I bought that on my family's Amazon Stop. account. An Amazon account I share with my mother, my I mean, father, and my little I brother. I can't wait. And so once you buy one thing that's that dirty, then it, it gives you like, oh, yes. oh, you're going to love Alien Lovers or To Blink yes. an Alien or whatever the other ones are. You can't hide it either. So mm-hmm. I went through this where I had Kindle Unlimited. So I would just download anything TikTok remotely said I should read. I would just download it if it was on Kindle Unlimited. And it gets crazy in Kindle Unlimited book talk world. 
It's and, free, right? You were, yeah, it's free. Yeah. Like I'm paying like $5 a month to read whatever mm-hmm. I want. And then it was so, I mean, I would download like 20 books, read one sentence and then never, yeah. you know, remove it or whatever. My Kindle recommendations are still so insane because of the late night, like, Gotta read about this purchases. gangster. It, yep. Yeah. Lots of like Russian mobster stuff. <laughs> and like, it was a wild ride, but I can't get it. It still looks like that on my Kindle recommendations. So. Cool. Yeah. Cool. But uh, so I'm glad your family all is getting recommended Ice Planet Barbarians mm-hmm. <laughs> on your Kindle mm-hmm. account. My mom's going to have her mind blown. Yeah. So season two. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we'll do it. I don't know. We'll see if we ever get to She hasn't sold me yet, but. No. Wait, she yet. who hasn't me? You. On Isolated Barbarians? Yeah. I haven't read it yet. That, well, so. that one phrase that you read while I was Oh, I read one yeah, I read one line from it and giggled uncontrollably like the mm-hmm. We're doing uh Court of Thorn and Roses at the end of this and it's just get ready for lots of giggles. I get I can't. And lots of guests. Um, yes. We have a lot of guest hosts that are coming in too. It'll be fun. We have a friend that just read the first two books on her vacation and I'm she was updating us for the first day, and then she hasn't since, so I'm a yeah. little worried. And then I'm sure Josh, will, my husband, yeah. will want to be on it for a minute. I don't know if he'll want to. I'm going to make him be on it mm-hmm. anyway, because he read, I think he read all. No, I think he, he read hasn't read the, the last one. Yeah, yeah I think he's he read, read a Silver Flame. The, up to that. Um, he didn't read it. He listened to them on audiobook while remodeling mm-hmm. a house, which is a very fun vibe. To <laughs> <laughs> he didn't listen to them in his headphones. He listened out loud on a speaker while I have a security camera running at the house. So we I have can, lots can, of fun video montages. footage of him listening to it. So that's yeah. fun. So but, that um, leads yeah. us nicely into Such a Fun Age. Quick summary. It's by Kylie Reed and Allie listened to it. Did you read it too? No, I just listened on audiobook. Okay. And I guess you can tell us how much. You, I want you to know more about this. It's not a host. Narrator. 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 Um, But okay, I'll give you the quick summary first, and then you can tell us about the narrator. So the story starts out with Amira, who is a 25, early 20s. I think she's um, 25. Okay, 25 years old. Um, She's living, she's black. She's living in New York City, I think Mm -hmm. is where this family lives. Oh, uh, no, they moved to Pennsylvania. Oh, or Connecticut? No, Pennsylvania. I think they're in Pennsylvania, yeah. Okay. When all this... When they moved from the city. From New York City to Pennsylvania. That's right. That's right. Okay. So she's in Pennsylvania and she is babysitting this little girl, Br'er, for... Briar. Briar? It's Briar, yeah. In okay. the audiobook, it's Briar. Okay. Oh, you would know all these pronunciations. Yeah. Okay. So she's babysitting Briar for the Chamberlain family and the parents are Alex and Peter. Peter is a news anchor for the local news channel and Alix runs a business called Letter Speak, which seems pretty stupid. Actually, we can talk about that later, but she runs this popular kind of I don't know, like I'm a white lady and it seems pretty like white li- what white ladies like <laughs> is what she, what Checks her stupid all business. Those boxes. Yeah. I don't I think it's stupid. Just to like yeah. if I was to categorize it, I myself. couldn't even like categorize it. She's writing a book. She's trying to write a book, but yeah. it is like a. She speaks at places, but she's she like writes a letters to get things. Yeah, that's like the premise. Like that's the whole thing. 
she's trying to teach people to do is to write letters to get free stuff. Free stuff. Yeah, she gets like, uh, we're doing a bad job at this. But yeah. It's, no, we're it's, not doing a bad job. It's not. a stupid business. It's but a she's, stupid. she's kind of like a, a speaker. Like she goes mm-hmm. and speak. What she gets famous for is not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but she is supporting almost like wi- m- w- there's this catal- like there's working kind of mothers like catalyst that, moment yeah. for her where she breastfeeds on a panel. She's speaking on a panel mm-hmm. and she is breastfeeding and all these people other women kind of and mothers lose their minds and are like this is so great it's great to see myself represented do you remember how she like did that on purpose though yes okay it was planned she, like, it was like sucks it's not like she just needed to and mm. did it without thinking yeah. it was very planned and strategic so you're seeing in theory what you as a mom would maybe support mm-hmm. you're seeing the behind the scenes of her strategically but like, she's she's kind of a public speaker yeah. writing a book bloggy mm-hmm. thing but the whole premise is write letters to these companies and get free shit yeah i don't i don't really understand it but that's fine i don't understand a lot of what people do <laughs> for so a living I know. we have very normal jobs when people do ne- like mm-hmm. niche things for a living i'm always confused like you make money doing this that okay so anyway the story starts out with amira being called by Alix and peter to babysit their daughter Briar really late one night and Amira has been out she's had a couple drinks and she calculates how much she's gonna make in her head and she's like okay it's worth it yeah and she's honest with the family like hey I've had a couple drinks I'm not dressed to babysit right is this like truly an emergency are you okay with these things and Mm -hmm. the family's like yes please it's an emergency and the emergency was their house had been egged and they'd called the police and they didn't want Briar there when the police were there. And the reason their house was egged is because her husband had said some pretty racist things on air They're at his all job. white, to be clear. Yeah. I think we said that, but. Who's all white? Oh, the, the Chamberlain family? Yeah, Chamberlain yeah. family's white. So it's. Amira takes Briar from the house and brings her to just a local market where she's just trying to waste some time with Briar to kind of keep her entertained and mm-hmm. keep it light while the police are at. Her family's house, cleaning up the eggs, and while she's at this grocery store, and she's—I mean—it's such a delightful scene. I know it of disa- them just like it, dancing with this little toddler. Yeah. So they're in the grocery store. It's mm-hmm. Amir and her friend. Her friend Zara comes with her, and they have this little three-year-old, and they kind of are walking up and down the aisle, just trying to keep this three-year-old entertained. And start dancing to some music. Mm -hmm. And a lady walks by and kind of smiles at them. And they think, oh, she gets it. Like, she thinks it's all so cute. Then a security guard comes up. And it's so stupid. Uh, Yeah. So the lady who walks by who supposedly they they thought was Mm -hmm. just smiling at them and thought them dancing was cute, went over to the security guard and was like, hey, this black woman who, in her opinion, was not dressed appropriately um, has this little white girl, and I just think something's up. Yeah. And kind of accuses her of kidnapping, and the security guard unnecessarily questions. I mean, Briar yeah. clearly is like, this is Amira. Mm-hmm. She's my babysitter. I mean, this three-year-old can answer all yeah. of the questions. So she calls Peter the dad, but while all this is happening, one of the people that are in the grocery store at the time, a guy named Kelly, is filming. Yeah, a white man is a filming. A white man is filming, And after this is all said and done and Peter comes, explains what happened, that everyone is 
insanely making this a big deal. Amira gets paid and she, her and Zara leave the store and she talks to Kelly and says, please delete that video. Like, I don't want anyone to see that. This yeah. is like not. She just wants to like move on. Yeah, I didn't. And so he says, I'm not going to delete it. I'm going to email it to you and then I'm going to delete it. Mm-hmm. Watch me do it. So she watches him do it. She says, thank you. She goes back to live her life. And Alix is mortified. Mortified. That yes. this happened. It, it, it's like it didn't. It didn't cross her mind, the awkwardness mm-hmm. of calling her black babysitter to babysit her child because her husband said something racist on mm-hmm. television and her house got egged. Yeah. And it hits her and is like, oh, she's going to realize what all went down and she doesn't want to lose her babysitter. Alix also thinks Amira is just cool and... She has just moved back to Pennsylvania from New York City, and she doesn't really know anyone or relate mm-hmm. to any of the people she could be friends with. And Amira, she has in her head, I could relate to her. And so she's trying to just, like, hang like, on. I'm woke. I do, you think, do yeah. this, like, cool thing. I'm um, not I like inspire women. People. I'm not like them. And so it's her. The book is really her, Alix's Alix's relationship with Amira and trying to – I don't know if be- befriend is the right word, but try in her head, Alix is trying to befriend Amira, keep her as babysitter. Also, Amira ends up dating Kelly, who uh, was the guy who recorded the whole racist incident at the mm-hmm. grocery store. Um, and so it's it's dealing with a lot of issues: classism, racism, mm-hmm. sexism. I mean, it's just yeah, all bundled up in this. But it's unpacking. So much. Yeah. And <laughs> so, so we'll, a lot of my questions have to do with what happens after that. But that's the start. And really, it's the story revolves around Alik's, uh kind of like stockish behavior. Yes. Amira. But yes. Um, and there's a big twist at the end. But I kept when I was reading it, I kept comparing myself to Alix and almost like checks like am I like that oh uh, I think am, that's the point like of that? the book yeah I, would I what, what have I yeah. what would I have done because there was a lot of qualities of I'm just gonna call her Alex her real name it's, is Alex and she wants to be like fancy and stupid and it's A-L-I-X right yeah Alix Alix that immediately so I listened to the audiobook because we're remodeling a house and I was mm-hmm refinishing floors and hanging drywall while I was reading this book and yeah the whole when it first said leaks I stopped what I was doing and looked up the the, te- the text of the book and was like oh no this lady but I even went so far <laughs> like lady. okay I wanted I was a she was kind of a dork what she had thought she was kind of a she didn't have a ton of friends in high school and her name was her real name is Alex. And there was this traumatic experience with a boy that she was dating and had taken her virginity. And then I don't even know how to like explain the story. Right. But she had written him this note that said, I want you to take my virginity. Oh God. It's so cringy high school. Yeah. It's so cringy. Um, high school. So he comes over 
to take her virginity, but like <laughs> in a term. consensual way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, basically like, tonight's the night. And he yeah. comes over and they do the deed. But mm-hmm. he had shared the fact that her, so she's new money mm-hmm. in town. It's Allentown, Pennsylvania. They're now Allentown. Ah, uh, okay, okay. They're kind of, her family is kind of new money in town. And they live in this big, nice house. And the guy she's dating wants to be cool and hang with like the cool black athletes in school Mm -hmm. and he she accuses him of revealing the note to these athletes that he wants to they all come over after they have yeah so they all show up because they know her family's out of town Mm -hmm. so they show up and she calls the police on them all, and the star athlete of her school gets arrested. And he loses all of his scholarships. Of his and scholarships. so she's, like, discarded in high school politics. Like, she doesn't have that much longer to go, but no one will talk to her at school mm-hmm. anymore. So you can see why she wants to leave the school and make a fresh new name for herself and become this woman that... She wanted to be when she was in high school. And everything about that part of the story resonated so deeply with mm-hmm. me. Like, would I would I write a note asking someone to take my virginity? God. I hope not, but probably. <laughs> like, if I was to do it, that would be how I would do it. Like, it would be to write a note and drop it in a locker. And would I be absolutely terrified that my parents would get mad at me yes. if I had tons of people come over? Yes. Uh, Am I still, I am 37 and have Mm -hmm. lived in my neighborhood for like over a decade. And when we have a loud party, I'm still terrified that the neighbors hate me. Yeah. I'm just a naturally anxious So like everything is checking the boxes like, oh my gosh, Alix is me. And then it came to changing my name to something stupid like Alix, like Rochelle. (laughs) Like, uh, that's a no. Like I wouldn't have done that. Like. I can't change my name. That's the thing. It was that thing. Like, it was that. But then, then there, you get past that. And you're like, oh my gosh, would if I got famous writing letters to get free stuff, I would ride that wave. I think. I. If that's how I made I my money and people loved it. Yeah, I think I would just like. I'd probably be embarrassed about it, and take all my friends. I so. Are we getting? Let's just do the spoiler. Okay. So then you find out the big twist in the story is that Kelly, the guy Amira is now dating, was the guy that took Alix's virginity. And they kind of, the way the book proceeds from that point forward when you find that out, is that Alix... I mean, Alix is this white woman who called the cops and a bunch of black kids who were at her house, one of whom got arrested and lost all his scholarships. Mm-hmm. And she got accused of being a racist. And then you hear her talk, and there's clearly a ton of internalized racism, the way she talks and, mm-hmm. and all of the things she's unpacking or has yet to unpack in what she thinks is her wokeness. Yeah. And Kelly, Alix thinks that Kelly tokenizes black people and he just wanted to be friends with all of these black athletes and he screwed her over because he's the one who leaked this letter Mm -hmm. about and and revealed that her family was out of town and kind of invited people over to have this party because he wanted to be friends with them all and then from that point forward he had 
mostly black girlfriends and and you can tell it's something that Elise thinks about frequently like she changed her entire identity to become the person she wasn't in high school and then you find out that she's known all along yeah because in the I think it's the last scene of the book you see Elise cleaning out her locker for the senior year or it was something that she was doing for the for the class it was part of her role as um in some class leadership at the high school that she was cleaning out lockers and she sees the note had slipped behind his locker no one ever read it and she never it still fueled her forward her hatred of kelly she still blamed kelly to his face when he shows up with amira on thanksgiving and there's that like shame part that I, I shame mean, I, is powerful. Mm-hmm. She has this, she has this trajectory of how her life's gonna go, and the reason that's fueling or what's fueling behind that is what this boy did to her mm-hmm. in high school. And if that's not true, then it everything unru- everything ha- unravels. It's all her fault. She doesn't want to face mm-hmm. any sense of internalized racism. Mm-hmm. Because she can just blame it on this boy. Yeah. She's she's cool. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's not like these people. Right. She's a cool white person. <laughs> and even, okay, let's unpack Kelly. Amira is the main character. And all of these white people around her are trying mm-hmm. to control her life. What she thinks about the other white people in her life. What she should do. What she should choose. What because job she, she should do. What when, job she mm-hmm. should do. She's 25 and is not she loves the little girl she's babysitting she's making good money but she's about to come off her parents insurance there's all the interview we listened to with the author was it was actually trevor noah she was Mm -hmm. on it was a really good it was really good and she was just talking about the difference between almost like individualized issues or like Mm -hmm. person-to-person issues versus systemic issues and she brought up the fact that Amira is about to go off her parents' insurance and how much that deals, like, that's yeah. such a big thing in her life. And it brings in the element of classism. Mm-hmm. Amira is facing all of this. And as an additional layer that you and I, as white women, have not experienced, is dealing with all this racism. Where yeah. oh, her white boyfriend and her white employer are telling her, who she should believe, who mm-hmm. dated each other. God, the complexities yeah. in this situation. Who she should believe, what she should do, what jobs she should take, mm-hmm. where she should go in her life. Because they're yeah. the ones who know best. Unpack Kelly. I don't... So, yeah. after, so you know that he, most of his friends are black. And after Amira, so bravely, like, he is diligently pursuing her. He tries to help her after... Well, we're going to talk about the leaked video in a minute. I mean, he seems to be like a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the so she sees him at a farmer's market later on. And he's kind of acting the same way he did with her. Like and after uh, she's when da- they broke he's up. Dating, yeah. yeah. So they're broken up and he's dating another black woman. And she just I, I like that she views all of this and she feels like she made the right decision mm-hmm. and she did that all on her own like yeah, she yeah. she she had the good sense to say Leave you know what I totally I'm not mad at you but I'm just ready to leave it behind yeah so you want to give the get, talk about the leaked video okay so 
We said in the beginning that Kelly had shown her that he emailed her the video, so it's sitting in her email, and then he deleted it from his phone. And she watched him do all of this. And all of a sudden, this video ends up on, like, Good Morning America with her and Briar in this grocery store having this altercation. And she is just mortified. That is just not... It's not what she wanted. It's not she what she wanted. She, she didn't get to choose for herself. Mm-hmm. And she immediately blames Kelly. Like, they get into this huge argument. And I think that's when she actually breaks up with him mm-hmm. because over this. She's like, you're the only person that had it, and then me. And she realizes that she had left her Gmail or her email account logged in at Alix's house, and Alix had found it and leaked it. And how the book narrates that in her mind was she wants to help her she wants to like promote her and she wants to be in the background helping this black woman that went through this traumatic racist event and she needs that because her husband was said a racist racist thing on air yeah and so it's almost she's just trying to counter weight the the bad publicity God, in her life so with <laughs> Amira. And Amira finds all of this out as she's about to sit for an interview with like the Oprah. And her, she is thinking about all of this and realizing what happened. And she just leaves the interview. Yeah. It's like, it, so it, she just basically is like, no to all of this. Mm-hmm. I am done. And kind of just moves past both people. Yeah. And is. Because you're 25 and you can. And she takes a job. I think she takes a job at the Green Party. And she yeah. negotiates for a better salary. She was a transcriptionist, right, for the mm-hmm. Green Party? Yeah. And they're, like, stoked to have her on board now, too. Mm-hmm. But she's still, like, negotiating for benefits for... God, which is so hard. But she did that all on her own. Mm-hmm. It. I mean, if the video hadn't leaked, who knows if she would have been offered the job. But she took what was handed to her and, like made it her own and like said goodbye without Mm -hmm. screwing anyone over yeah okay so my one of the questions for you and we can go back to anything you want to talk about there's so much in this book that there's so i could talk about this book there's so many like a long time twists and turns and a lot of it just had to do with like it is this me it can't be me how would i react in this situation yeah but if i will say i I feel like we should preface this Mm -hmm. if you're not a white woman Mm -hmm. we're probably gonna get some stuff wrong because we're about to unpack our <laughs> side yeah. of this. But we will always try to have these conversations. Like, I'm not going to shy away from oh, yeah. conversations about race or books about race because uh, a people like Aleeks exist and we don't want to mm-hmm. be Aleeks who never unpacked these yeah. things. <laughs> well, Aleeks' reaction to Amira having that happen to her, whether it's yes. like public or not, she knows it happened to over-apologize and feel like well, I'm about to make this girl's life great. And I'm going to pour all of my energy into making sure that she is comfortable and comfortable with me. Like, that is me. The overcompensation. Mm -hmm. Feel that. Yeah. A number of times I have probably done that to black people in my lives is mm -hmm. endless. Yes. So, I like, I have thought about that that so much. And is that... Is that wrong? Is I mean, I want to be respectful of everyone in my life. Mm-hmm. And I would hope that it would not matter the race of a person. But I just, I know that I, I think 
I mean, I don't know what I would do in this situation, but if, if my babysitter had this like traumatic experience, I would bend over backwards. It sounded like all the, the things she did, yes. it sounds like things I would do if I was put, if, if that was it, if I was put in that situation, say I was. But she like, didn't even think about the fact that her husband said something racist mm-hmm. on television and so she called her black babysitter over to take her daughter out in a predominantly white neighborhood Mm -hmm. she didn't that didn't even cross her mind that it didn't even cross her mind and then when the racist incident happened at the grocery store then she thought oh no she's gonna see what my husband said on television so her Mm -hmm. whole existence becomes oh i didn't think about that like she might not know she didn't know amira never saw her husband saying that on tv so she is just constantly scared amira's gonna realize it Mm. and she's just got oh Mm -hmm. it's all so bad it is all so bad I wanted to crawl out of my skin. And the interviewee watched with the author on Trevor Noah's show, she just talked about how she loves awkward moments. Mm-hmm. And I was like, great, because I felt so uncomfortable the whole Are time. Are you I was listening, Kylie Reed? Is this me? Is this me? Do I do this? I don't know. I know. I, I, this is the. I feel like any white woman who doesn't want to be racist mm-hmm. and is trying to unpack the internalized racism we all have if you deny that you should not listen to this podcast at Mm -hmm. all and just unfollow us from everything the internalized racism we all have if you are wanting to unpack that you are doing awkward things yeah you are going to be an awkward person there are going to be so many moments you get wrong and so reading a book like this where you can see yourself in the character who's doing that to the extreme is one giant awkward fest yeah I just hope I always lean into I, – I hope I never lean into being defensive. 100%. That, I think – yes. And I think I can't. Like, I I think that in my mind I'm thinking, well, I didn't mean it like that. It doesn't matter how you mean things. I know. It means, like, how the person that I'm speaking yes. to received it. And, and that is absolutely true. Like, yes. however they say that they receive that, I feel like I'm saying this, like, I just I never want to be that person. I feel like that's the difference. That's what, but that's what makes this book mm-hmm. such a good read. Is a I, and again, we can't speak to this from the black perspective mm-hmm. of like what it feels like to read it. Yeah, if you feel like you're in a mirror shoes. That's you said you not, read a couple. People so I that did. Didn't like yeah. It. So I I read a few reviews from black because I wanted to read from black mm-hmm. women how they felt about it because we're reading from entirely different perspectives, obviously, and. I mean, there were people who loved it and there were people who thought the the one of the common themes I saw from people who didn't love the book, no one hated it mm-hmm. that I read, but the people who didn't love it or gave it like three out of five stars said that they felt Amira's character wasn't as developed as Alix or Kelly and that she was being almost like used for the storyline of the white characters or something like that. This is where the narrator comes into play. Mm-hmm. The narrator of the audiobook, I immediately looked her up and all the other books she narrated and put them all on hold on the on Libby, the library yeah. app, because she was so good. What books did she do? There were several others that she did. I'll I'll send them to okay. you. But she, I felt like Amira's character was 
so well developed and strong, but I think the narrator brought her to life so well that I had a very different, I could understand, I thought about it for a long time. I was like, I can, I feel like I can see that perspective, Mm -hmm. but she gave her so much life and she was so interesting. And this narrator immediately, I thought she has to, she is narrating a 25 year old black woman and a three year old white child back to back in a conversation and nailing it. And then the, the, she's narrating men. I mean, I know a lot of audiobook narrators do this, but the way she nailed across classes, races, genders, and ages Mm -hmm. in these very fluid back-to-back situations, I was enamored with the narrator. So the narrator is Nicole Lewis, and she is absolutely phenomenal. And I think I had a... Nicole Lewis? Nicole Lewis. Okay. I don't know that... I don't know what my experience would have been reading it. It's probably my favorite audiobook I've ever listened to. And ever. It was so good. Just because of the narrator. She yeah. was fantastic. So. I would love to hear what she makes a toddler sound like. Are we doing fan casting? Am I- yeah, let's do fan casting. Okay, okay. So it's time to fan cast. Who do you think I did for Amira? I don't know. Well, I picked Zendaya... And I felt like the actress should be black. And I didn't actually know if Zendaya is black. Okay. So I Googled, is Zendaya black? Which is something that Elix would do. <laughs> and Zendaya has this. Okay. It's on the BBC. It's, she says, I'm Hollywood's acceptable version of a black girl. So then I, I thought about it and Kiki Palmer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I looked at Kiki Palmer for mm-hmm. Zara, her friend. Did you ever see the Spelling Bee movie? I think she was in that. Oh, was she? I also, okay. So the struggle with that is it's not on me to decide who's black enough to play a black character. Yeah, totally. It's, I, I, I understand that. We're delving into some real issues right now. So here's where I land. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel very sad. If I were to look up black actresses under 30, Mm -hmm. I think they are what's acceptable to white women. And they don't look like the actual black women in my life. So Zendaya's father. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me sad that we have a smaller pool of black women Mm -hmm. to choose from because our culture and society has not let black women mm-hmm. break through that so it I, am i thinking of her because but you know what i'm conditioned to see yes, is beautiful yes. and that's Basically, like the grossest part who i had amandla stenberg oh. hell yeah she's in uh everything everything did you watch that the hate Mm-mm. you give she's in that Ooh, i bought that book i haven't watched it yet yeah. but i bought that book. but yeah that's who i thought of for mm-hmm. amira so while i definitely had some speed bumps when i was picking casting for um amira <laughs> judy greer for Elix. okay do you know yes Right? I, I think you're right. I had a different one, but you are the you most have? right. She plays the best awkward character. Uncaring. I had like, Blake Lively. Karen. Oh. I had Blake Lively, but you are right. Because I thought her and Amir mm-hmm. were closer in age. Hmm. So I pictured Blake Lively. 
I just I feel like when you someone has children, I think of them as older, and because we have ch- I have a nine year old. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it's my thirty seventh birthday. Um, yeah, I pictured Blake Lively, but I like I like your choice better. Thanks for, sure. for saying that. And oh, then, she's so she's so good at being that. Uh, what is she cringy? In, um, she she I think she did a good job. And then, wait, I had my choice picked up for you to say, you're right, Rach. That's a great pick. Miles Teller for Kelly. And he, mm-hmm. like, yes, he's likable that you don't really mm-hmm. see the underlying, like, red flags. I have not seen Top Gun. I haven't and, either. Is he in that? Yes. And that's where he became, everyone thought he was like this big sex symbol, him oh. with the mustache. And to me, I was like, red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying against him as a person, yeah. but that character, mm-hmm. just seeing the images, nope. Mm-hmm. So yes, he could be that character yeah. in the movie. Those were just the three I saw. And I... Peter, I kept like an actor kept flashing through my mind, and as I googled so many things to try to see who I was seeing, but I think it's someone I actually know in real life, and like who would who the actor who should play Wait, you him? You know an actor in real life? No, like the person that who I was seeing Peter, what he looked like. I was thinking it was an actor, but it, it's someone that I work with. The last fan cast I have is Peter Chamberlain, right? I saw that I will admit I Googled such a fun age fan cast. I Googled mayor of small town to try to think of who I was thinking. (laughs) That's the vibe you got. Uh So what came up is Adam Scott. And it is Adam Scott. I am sorry, Adam Scott, that you are getting so cast into this role. I'm sorry. Because I don't think it's who you are. I don't think if I met you in real life, you would give off Peter Chamberlain vibes. (laughs) I, Adam Scott, I don't think you give off those vibes, but Mm-mm. I think the you could play those vibes. And I'm sorry. Hashtag Adam Scott. Adam Scott vibes are sorry. not bad vibes. But Peter Chamberlain, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what it says that you could play those vibes, but you could play them. So this book, in summary, mm-hmm. is very hard for white women to read in that we relate to Aleeks mm-hmm. a little bit too much, and we don't want to. Uh, the way I thought of this today, you, do you know the awkward white person smile? No. You know when you walk by someone and you go like this? Anyone. This is not like, mm-hmm. regardless of race, you walk by someone and you go. Mm-hmm. I never do that, but so I'm immune to Well, good to for you, but like your mouth, you just give like a an acknowledgement with the corners of your mouth, but your mouth doesn't go up. It just kind of goes back. That is an awkward white person smile. There's lots of memes and TikToks about it. I would differ. I would differ to my awkward white person smile being. Show me. Oh, like, no. Too much. Okay. her. So Rachel's, let me describe it for you. Rachel's is like the All awkward uh, corners mouth pull back, not up. It's not in your teeth. eyes. It's like, I want to be nice to everyone I meet. Yeah. This book is that. So I'm in a hurry and I don't like to talk to people. If you're a white person reading this book, that's the vibe. Mm-hmm. If you are aware of the fact that you give the white person smile, mm. this book is the way you feel after you know you've just given that smile to a black person. <laughs> That's what you're going to feel when you read this whole book. It's when you know you've just done the weird white person smile and you're like, shit, 
oh, I'm so weird. And I did it again. Mm -hmm. You're going to have that feeling, but deeper and more problematic the whole time you read this book. So have fun with it, y'all. Such a fun time. Such a fun time to read such a fun age. Uh, I do recommend it, though. Hard to read. As a white woman. Yeah. Other white women. Read this book. Unpack those feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. You can find us on, on Instagram at Book Apart Podcast. You can find us on TikTok at Book Apart Podcast. And I'm just checking that TikTok. Yes, Book Apart Podcast. And you can find us on Gmail if you want to send us an email. Do people, uh, is there anyone going to send us Well, email? after this podcast, people might want to tell us something. Tell us all the things. Um, we're open. <laughs> open and ready ready to not be defensive oh yeah yeah i i just don't want to be that girl but anyway if you do want to send that email it's thebookreportpod at gmail.com um and i promise i will check our gmail occasionally this week and i will let you know what people are saying if they're saying it but i won't tell you today because today's your birthday it's my birthday don't tell me today all right speaking of problematic <laughs> next week we are reading sex lives of cannibals so this is a book i read ages ago <laughs> Age- i'm still reading i'm gonna finish it this week okay i read this reading. book ages ago and i have a lot of feelings about it i'll say that so have fun while we unpack that book next week with a very catchy title Six lives and a candles. terrible cover. Oh, terrible! I mean, I'm it so was, mad about the cover. I read this in like 2004. Well, I bought it. I'm invested in this being on my bookshelf. Mm, and it's not, I'm sorry. It's not a good cover. No, it's not a good cover. It's an old. Thanks, Kylie Reed, for making me proud to have your book on my bookshelf. Yeah, the 2000s are back, right? People yeah. want to think they're back. Then you see a cover like Sex Lives with Cannibals. Yeah. Written by a problematic white man. So we're going to get into that next week. (laughs) Can't wait. (laughs) Join us. Uh, I will say this season wraps up with Akatar. Uh-huh. Where it's it's about fairies. So we're gonna we're gonna become less controversial. We're gonna delve into calmer waters mm-hmm. later in the season. So join us for that uh, as we keep going with the Book Report podcast. Thanks for listening in. Yeah. Cheers, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. Wait, have a great week. No. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing I could say. Have a great day. Ooh. Bye. I'll see ya. Speaking Good of being an afternoon. awkward white woman. <laughs> And good night.